so we don't get fined. My name is David. Sitting across from me is Thomas, and we are very excited to be back with another episode. Uh, today's episode is a big one featuring a whole lot of stuff. We're going to do our Wikipedia game. Thomas is going to make me look like a silly little boy. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, our predictions, how they went, where we differed. Oh, so far. Yeah, where we differed so far, uh, the games that were you know a little closer than others, stuff like that. You'll see. Uh, we're going to talk about some fantasy trends. Who's trending up? Who's trending down? Uh, and then we're going to talk about the trade deadline, the trades that have happened so far and the trades that could happen before the deadline this afternoon. Yes. Yes, threw me for a loop there for a second, but I'm back on board. Speaking of back on board, back on track, David, you have six hints today. Oh, six. I'm throwing you you a bone to get you back on pace. Are you ready? I am ready. Let's do it. Okay. For hint number one, it took 20 years for this football team to get their first winning record after beginning play in 1967. Interesting. Interesting, interesting. Uh, I know that at the beginning, the Pittsburgh Steelers were like the worst franchise in the history of anything ever. They were they were real bad. Uh, and then obviously, six Super Bowls later, they got on track. Uh, and in that span, only having three head coaches, all that good stuff. But I know they started off very, very, very badly. They were notoriously bad. I'm yeah. going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh that is incorrect. All right. All right. Although I, I'm sure that hint might actually apply for the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> um, okay. Through the 80s, so from 67 through the 80s, this team had three notable players that graced their roster, two of which were record-breaking Hall of Fame kickers. I, I'm going to be really honest. I didn't know there were Hall of Fame kickers. I thought Adam Vinatieri was going to be the first. Um... Bro, I have no idea. Who's the other one? Tell me the other one. I can't do that. Why not? Because it'll give it away. You don't know that. I'm pretty dumb. Uh, listen, your giveaway is on hint number five. Okay. All or right. actually, no, All it's right. hint number six. All so, right. All right. Um, if see, you, if really, you, really bad team. Let me tell you. If you need it on hint six, like I tell you hint six and it's not clicking, I will give you the third player. <laughs> okay. Uh, really bad team at the beginning. Um, man, let me get the Arizona Cardinals. Good guess. Wrong guess. Okay. Hint okay. number three. Okay. In this team's first game, they drew a uh, they drew a crowd of eighty thousand people. Holy crap! It was in the uh, one of the local colleges stadiums. Is this an NFL team? It is an NFL team. All right, let's be honest. Okay. The majority of the country does not have 80,000 seat college stadiums. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know let where me tell you. Let me tell you something else about this college. It was yeah. not an SEC college. Okay, yeah, I wasn't going to SEC. Okay. You know what does have a lot of, I mean, there are 80,000 high school stadiums in this state. Montana. Uh, I'm going to go with Texas. So give me the Dallas Cowboys. No, but that is also a good guess. Okay. You're making good guesses. I'm trying, man. Okay. Uh, This team got their colors as a tribute to the city's strong connection to the oil industry. The Tennessee Titans. No. Formerly as the Houston Houston Oilers. Oilers. Yeah. No, see, I thought that might trip you up. And it was in Texas, too. Ah. All right, all right. All right. Hint number five. Uh, In the late 2000s, early 2010s, this team had the top-ranked offense in four out of six seasons. In a six-season span. So it's definitely not the Texans. No. Because that was going to be my next guess, but that's when they were real bad. They weren't good until they got Watson. Um... They were good when they had Matt Schaub, Aaron Foster, and Andre Johnson. They weren't great, but they were good. Sure, buddy. Okay, oil is what you said, right? Uh, yeah. Where has a big oil industry? I would assume it's out west. There's not a big oil industry in 
like Carolina. Let me be honest with you real quick. I don't know where our country like I know Alaska has a big oil production. Yeah, I mean but I as far like outside of that in like Texas, I don't have a clue. When I think of oil, I think of places where there's a lot of land to farm this oil, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I'm not thinking places that are more metropolitan like the northeast uh or places like that. So I'm thinking like southwest. Yeah. West, southwest, just kind of that area. West, too, because, I mean, you know, the Dakotas and all that good stuff. And, like, the Great Plains. Not an NFL team in the Dakotas. Uh, I think we've already done the Seahawks, so I assume it's not the Seahawks. I think we did do the Seahawks. Um, We've already done the Raiders, for sure. I'm going to go not the Raiders. I don't... It doesn't sound like a California team. Uh, What about the Minnesota Vikings? They're in the West. That's That's a good question. I'd say that's more the North. Northwest? No. Just north. West. When, I th- when I'm when i saying west, I'm, I'm thinking like, when I say west, again, I'm talking about a lot of land. And so when I'm talking about a lot of land and stuff like that, I'm thinking like west of the Mississippi River. But like, that's like 70% of our country. Yeah. It, it dr- okay, like small tangent. Chicago being labeled as the Midwest really drives me up a wall. Well, so I think... If anything, it's the Mid-North. I think a lot of times when we talk about that, it's the original 13 colonies were, you know, Northeast and Southeast, right? Right. So anything to the left of that on a map is West. Okay, well that's that's like 300 years ago. I get it, but I'm just saying, like, also look at population-wise. Vastly larger population in the Northeast than from Tennessee to California and everything in between. Right. So, obviously, California is an outlier, but... I mean... So, like... That's, like, three of the big, five biggest cities. Are, or, no, four of the five biggest cities are west of Tennessee. Well, okay, whatever. L.A., Chicago, Phoenix, Houston... Okay, whatever. I'm just saying. But like I'm but the majority of that area is not exactly like No, I get what you're saying. It's just like, it's just this it's just a personal pet peeve of mine. I mean that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Anyway. Are you ready for your last hint? Yes. This is supposed to be a giveaway. Okay. If this doesn't help, I will give you that third player. And okay. I know for a fact that that is a giveaway. Okay. In March of 2012, this team was punished extensively in a scandal that saw financial incentives go to players for intentionally hurting other teams' players. The New Orleans Saints? The New Orleans Saints. There's oil in New Orleans? Uh, New Orleans is a massive export hub. Oh. Oh. So the oil industry not producing oil, but exporting oil. Correct. Makes sense. Makes sense. Ha I got it. You Granted, got it. I it was kind of a, a give me a gimme because it was six cents. Would you still like that third? I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take it. Would you like that third player? Was it Drew Brees? No, 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 because no, it was old. Yeah, who was Archie Manning? Oh, yeah, that would have given it away. Yeah, <laughs> that would have definitely given it away. Can't get much more clear uh, than that. Oh, yeah. New Orleans Saints. Interesting stuff. I actually I liked that one. That yeah, one was, that was that was fun. And I feel like I learned some stuff. You know. Can you guess what their uh, fight song is? Uh, something jazz. I don't know. It's when the Saints come marching in. Oh, that makes sense. Jazz is terrible. It's a good thing they didn't go with that. I don't really understand. I feel like jazz oh, just uh, notes. That they stadium, by They're the bad. way, that stadium that they played in was Tulane Stadium. Tulane Stadium. That I wouldn't have guessed. That uh, yeah. you could have well, named it. Well, you know, uh, I didn't. I, I don't. I never knew where Tulane was, and uh, I didn't. I'm just not assuming that. Uh, you know, sometimes I've given hints that kind of give it away with locations. And yeah. Whatnot, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Motown. Motown. Um, <laughs> You're still hung up on Motown. Yeah, because I had so many good <laughs> hints. I had so many good hints, and like here's the thing. And you ad libbed Motown. I ad libbed Motown. It wasn't on the notes. Yeah, oh, I'm still man. hung up about that. It hurt. It hurt me deep in my soul. <laughs> Man, I wish I hadn't got that one. Because maybe if I hadn't got that one, you wouldn't have started making these sedagum hard. Every time I go through to like look up <laughs> stuff, my brain's just like Motown. <laughs> Fair enough, man. Oh, Fair enough, man. Oh, you're looking up a team that... Uh, you're looking up New Orleans? Well, guess what? 
New Orleans is close to Alabama. (laughs) And Alabama had Muscle Shoals, which had a recording studio that was connected to Motown. So I hope you're happy with yourself, Thomas. uh, Because we're not. Okay? We're not. Ridiculous. Oh, man. Oh, man. Anyway, uh, you and I... When we did our predictions last week, picked a lot of the same picks, but we picked a few different ones. Just a few. Uh, And so, let's talk about them. Let's talk about uh, who won what in those, like, head-to-head matchups. Who was right, who was wrong. Let's talk about those games a little bit. Uh, Uh, And who got really, really lucky, because (laughs) I got really, really lucky on one of them. uh, Yeah, so let's start with the first game. Uh, Broncos Jags. I had the Jags at minus two and a half. Uh, the Broncos actually won a game, uh, which was unexpected. Uh, they won. They beat Jacksonville in London, which is even more unexpected. Yeah, I mean that's going to be their home stadium in a couple of years. Yeah, but I mean uh, the Jags, even though they lost by four, uh, and they were a two and a half point favorite to win, so that's a six and a half point swing yeah. that I was off by. I was off by a touchdown. Yay. Uh, but even though they lost, the Jags didn't have a terrible game. Uh, Trevor Lawrence struggled a little bit, but Denver has a good defense, so you can. They had the number one overall defense in the league. Yeah, so you can kind of give him a pass for having two interceptions and just one touchdown. And, yeah. You know, Christian Kirk got shut down, which is not the most surprising thing on the planet. But Travis Ntn. Uh, showing why he was a first-round pick for them, especially in his first start there makes with him feel no a James lot, Robinson. Makes him feel a lot safer about getting rid of James Robinson. Uh, I'm sure everyone's feeling just a lot better yeah. now. Because, uh, you know, it's always nice to have that safety blanket of a running back committee. But eventually you do have to commit one way or the other because if you play sitting on the fence, both sides lose. Yeah, that's That's my opinion personally. And I think, okay, ETN looks good. He has looked good. He missed his whole rookie year. I still don't like the decision to draft him with the first round pick after finding a gem undrafted. Yeah. But there's no use crying over spilt milk. And you might as well embrace what you have. I agree. I agree. Um,. I, I think the chemistry between ETN and Lawrence made it really appealing. I feel kind of bad for James Robinson. We've talked about this before. But yeah. uh, he ends up in going to a situation in New York where they need a guy, and hopefully he can become that guy up there in New York. Yeah, but uh, if you missed it, ETN uh, for Jacksonville had 156 yards and a touchdown on 24 carries. I'd say that's pretty good. It's not bad. Not bad. Not that bad. is definitely not bad. But yeah, I mean, this game pretty much went exactly how I thought. Like I like the Broncos didn't look good in this game. Uh, they had, gosh, how many possessions did they have? Uh, they had a whole lot of possessions and only came away with three scores, which is yeah. not not a good number. And, uh, Russell Wilson was only responsible for one of them. Yeah, um, they definitely do not look great, which I didn't necessarily think they would. But Jacksonville has been trending down all season. Ever since that 38-10 to win over the Chargers, which shocked the world, since then they have been getting worse and worse and worse. Now Trevor Lawrence doesn't look horrible. Travis Etienne is obviously looking better. That defense is awful. The offensive line is not great. They've got issues they've got to figure out. But when it comes down to it, Nathaniel, Jack- Jacket? Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson are coaching and playing for their jobs at this point in the season. And so for me, this was the perfect game for them to sneak out a win. Because the more you can win, the safer you are. Hopefully, the more it can inspire your team and they can play better in the future. Yeah, you uh, you and you you know, you picked this game correctly. Uh, yeah, dude. You wanna know what's funny though? What's up? Russell Wilson has been getting buried. For everything he does this season. For his working out on the plane. But his working out on the plane. Did you hear Justin Tucker? Yes. Just make that sly comment on their plane. He's like, man, I guess they got some workouts going on uh, on the end of the plane. I hope it uh, doesn't bite us. Could you imagine being on a a 12-hour flight or an 8-hour flight, whatever it was. You're asleep. 
playing cards, You're, relaxing, yeah, and trying exhausted, to... and all of a sudden you just hear, and your quarterback who has been playing like an absolute grandma all season is doing high knees in the middle of a tiny little aisle on an airplane. I think. How do you take that guy seriously? I think if he plays a great game. We're having the exact opposite conversation right now. Yeah. And it wasn't a bad game. It's just not what we... Like, it's not what we have come to expect from Russell Wilson throughout his career, which has been every week this week. So relative to every week, he had a normal week. The problem is, is that you don't pay Russell Wilson $250 million for normal weeks. You play him to win games. I heard something. uh, Just, if you don't know, 18 of 30, 252 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Not a terrible game. Obviously, you want to see the completion percentage be higher. But, um, you know, not a horrible game, like Thomas said. But I heard something this week that I thought was particularly, like, on the nose that I haven't even thought about. Uh, And it was Colin Cowherd. He said, we need to see Russell Wilson do what made Russell Wilson so great in years past, and that is run the football. Yeah. He, I, I complete, the last couple of years where he's been struggling is when he's tried to get away from this mobility, which I don't know if it's because he's hurt. I don't know if it's because he's getting older. I don't know why he's doing it. But I, I forgot that Russell Wilson can do damage outside of the pocket with those legs. That he was doing high knees with on the airplane. Yeah. Uh, and I thought that was a really, really good point. Uh, but even in this game, he had four rushes for 17 yards. I mean, he's not like... And I'm not saying he should run the ball 15 times a game. But we saw he took three sacks in this game. A couple of them were... He could have escaped from, I thought. You know, we've seen Lamar Jackson escape from worse. Granted, Lamar's mobility is obviously significantly better than most people's in the league. Uh, but, like... I don't know. I just feel like he is more willing to take a sack or throw a ball away than use his legs like he used to be. Uh, And I didn't even think about that until I heard Colin Cowherd say it. But I think that might be one of the things that could really spark Russell Wilson if he really wanted it to. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, They've got to figure out something to spark him. Yeah. Uh, and And again, hopefully this win does. This win... Motivates him a little bit for next week. I I cannot imagine being on the defensive side of that ball. They're averaging like four points a game, which obviously not really. But like they're averaging literally like 15 points a game. They're not averaging a lot of points per game. And their record is 13 and five or three and five. But to be on that off or defense and finally see your defense put up a really, really good game and your offense actually outscore them. Hopefully that energizes them. It energizes the offense, and this team can finally start to get on track. Uh, obviously, this wasn't a great game, but it was probably one of the better games they've played this season, if not the best game they've played this season. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, you know, speaking of uh, that spark, uh, New Orleans found it this week. <laughs> uh, that was a game what? that both of us got wrong. What? Uh, they played the. They hosted the Raiders. The Raiders came into that game as a one and a half point favorite and then lost 24 to nothing. 24 uh, to nothing. They told us we were getting vintage Alvin Kamara. I think a lot of us kind of took that with a grain of salt when we shouldn't have. I mean, for the record, Kamara's been playing really well all season. Yeah. Well, I, he was he was playing through a rib injury and the first couple weeks that he was in, it kind of, there, there was some struggling getting the... Uh, momentum established yeah but uh he had a big game three touchdowns two in the air one rushing 62 rushing yards 96 receiving yards uh andy dalton had a good game 22 of 30 for 229 and two touchdowns but the great game i think the big story here though is the decrepit vegas offense see and that's my takeaway from this game we know what this saints team can be uh, we know what Andy Dalton's done in the past, taking a hapless Cincinnati team to the playoffs. Uh, we know Alvin Kamara has been doing nothing but getting better all season. We know what the Saints team can be. But what? It, like, it's really easy to say that the 
Uh, Broncos are the most disappointing team out of the AFC West. But is it the Raiders? Like, the Raiders have looked not good this year. And this is a horrific showing coming in against an opponent you should have easily beaten. Right. I don't... I don't get it, man. Like, Derek Carr had 15 of 26, which, not horrible. But he only had 100 yards, and he had a pick. Meanwhile, Josh Jacobs, who had the week of his life last week, one of the best games of his career, by far the best game he's had all season, played a phenomenal game, only touched the ball 10 times this game. Like, I don't... I really don't understand what's going on in this Vegas offense, but uh, Josh McDaniels got to figure something out because this is not not where it's at. Correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't McDaniels a uh, offensive guru labeled an offensive guru? Uh, I mean, yeah, he was definitely considered one of the brighter offensive minds in the league. Uh, and he's got the pieces there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, there could be one or two more. Uh, but he's got a top 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 three. Bare minimum top five tight end. Who was hurt this game, we should he say. Was, he was, he was hurt. Out. But I like th- this has been an all-season-long issue. Yeah. Not him being hurt, but this offense not yeah. being showing up. Uh, he's got a s- more than serviceable quarterback in Derek Carr. We've yeah. seen, like, Derek Carr is having a horrendous season. This is not what we're used to. Though. Yeah, statistically, go look at Derek Carr. Uh, Josh Jacobs can be a bit inconsistent. At times. I'm but he a has, big Josh Jacobs fan. But he has been pretty consistent this season when he gets used and when he is used properly. And then for receiving, they have Hunter Renfro and they went out and acquired arguably the best route running wide receiver in the league in Devontae Adams. And it's just, it's not working. I don't know if there's too many mouths to feed and it's just causing dysfunction. But they got, they're in, they're in serious trouble right now. They need to figure something out. Can you guess how many catches Devontae Adams had on Sunday? Uh, not enough. He had one. How, for how He many was targeted yards? five times. He had one catch for three yards. You gave up a first and a second round pick to go get this man. You then signed him to a monster extension for three yards. And chemistry is a real thing. Chemistry is between a real thing. players. And so we we thought coming out of Fresno State, Derek Carr. Uh, Devonta Adams. They, they were like best they friends. Were they were room- they, and they were roommates. They were roommates. <laughs> but like we thought, the chemistry. You know, like we thought it was going to be electric. And in a couple of games, it has been. Yeah, in a couple, but but you only target him five times. He only catches the ball once. He only has three yards of offense. That's so. I mean, what is going on, dude? Here? I don't know, but this. I I think this Vegas team might be more disappointing than Denver, and I think. I don't know, though, because like a lot of people had Denver at two in the division. A lot of people had Denver at one in the division. And most people had Vegas at the bottom of the division. So, like, maybe the disappointment is more on Denver. Uh, but I don't know, man. I, I do this every year, and I don't know why. Uh, but I get so high on the Raiders mm-hmm. every year going into the season. And they're bad every year. Now, yep. last season, obviously, 9-7 and seven postseason birth. They beat out the Chargers in the last game to make it. But, like, I just – I'm going to have to just give up on, on my dream of Vegas being good and me being right because that's obviously not going to happen this year. This team does not just look disappointing. They look downright bad, like one of the bottom five teams in the National Football League yep. against a bottom ten team in the National Football League in New Orleans. Yep. Who – now it's tied for uh, Tampa Bay in the NFC South. <laughs> uh, speaking of disappointments, uh, this was one of the two games. Uh, I won two games yesterday. You won two games yesterday. We'll get into that later. Yeah. Uh, we'll get into that later this week, I should say. Uh, the Packers-Bills. Let's go. Uh, Packers beat the spread. Uh, the spread was 10.5 points. The Packers lost by 10. Yeah, they did. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Aaron, uh, the Packers, let me just say this about the Packers. They got their running backs involved, uh, and their running backs both had really good games. Uh, but that offense, it's just missing a passing threat at wide receiver. Uh, these wide receivers are young. Alan Lazard is not, he's good. Well, Lazard was hurt. He didn't play. Uh, yeah, no, but I'm just saying from like overall, like looking at this season, that wide receiver room needs help. And that's why they're heavily 
heavily linked to any wide receiver that's being mentioned in trade talks. But uh, Rodgers, 19-30 for 203, two touchdowns and an interception. But uh, let me really key in on these running backs because we talked about it last week. The running back game was just not being used enough. They only handed the ball off 12 times last week. This week they did 30. 31. Oh, well, I was, oh, no, no, I was no, talking 30, about because one of them is a rush from Aaron. You're right, yeah. you're right, you're right. Uh, and those re- that resulted in 197 yards. Zero touchdowns, but 197 yards. And when you're able to move the football like that, the touchdowns are supposed to take care of themselves. Yeah. Uh, both of Green Bay's touchdowns, of course, coming through the air to Romeo Dobbs and some wide receiver I've never heard of in yeah, my life. Either. But the Bills... Uh, Green Bay's defense was able to shut down Josh Allen after the first half, which was a big, big in keeping that game close within yeah. the spread. Yeah. Because uh, I think, shoot, Josh Allen started the game four or six, two touchdowns, and at halftime it only missed like three passes. Yeah. And he ended the game 13 of 25 for 218, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh, and Buffalo the antithesis of Green Bay's rushing game. Couldn't really get it going. Had four different players have carries, and that's why they are being heavily mentioned with some of the bigger running back names on the trade market. Yeah, um, I mean, Singletary and Allen both rushed pretty well. Uh, Allen obviously ran the ball six times for 49 yards, which is really good. And Singletary didn't have a bad game. On 14 carries, he had 67 yards, couldn't find the end zone. But, like, when you have a team as dominant as the Bills, you got to be missing something. They're missing a little bit extra in that run game. Uh, if they can get that at the trade deadline, I don't know that they're ever going to lose another football Let game. Let me tell you, dude, the names that they are associated with yeah. are terrifying. Yeah. But... We'll get stick to stick by to the end of the episode, and, and we'll we will. Out. Yeah, we will get to that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this game, like, I'm happy I won. The the Packers covered the spread spread barely, but um, I really am worried about the Packers. Well, yeah, I I I don't know how to look at this game because on one hand, the Bills are so freaking good, right? Uh, there's this Twitter account I follow that puts out a chart every week about uh. Offensive efficiency and then defensive efficiency. Uh, And they put you on a chart. The x-axis is the offense. The y-axis is the defense. And they put you on this chart. And where are you? Uh, The Bills overall in just team efficiency is number one. They're like number three in offense and like number four in defense. Well, if you should be anything, Um, you should be efficient. Yeah. They have a great, great, great defense. And obviously a phenomenal offense. So I think a little bit of promise that... Uh, like you said, in the second half, they were able to kind of shut down this Bills offense. Um, and then a little bit of understanding in the sense that this is a great defense you got going up, um, that you're going up against. But it still does not change the fact that this passing game has to get help. Yeah. Like you said, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon both played great Averaging 7.2 yards per carry and then 5.4 yards per carry. Um, I mean, that's phenomenal for both running backs. Let me tell you something. Yeah. If you have a Lamborghini that you're driving around on four donuts, you don't have a Lamborghini. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is is a great quarterback. Like, I don't think anyone is saying Aaron Rodgers has lost a step this season or whatever. Um, But... They're These receivers point. are not good enough, man. That team is at a point where you have to trust the process. But with Aaron Rodgers, he's not at a point in his career where that's a viable option. He's yeah. at a, I, let me try and get one more ring or maybe even two more rings before I go out. But he can't do that unless he has the pieces there to help him. And Green Bay is gearing up for a quick rebuild so they're not looking to bring in those pieces to win right now yeah and uh on the buffalo side i mean they look pretty good most of the game uh allen did have a rare come to earth moment he looked like he did his first couple years in the nfl 13 of 25 218 two touchdowns and two picks not great from allen but the team was still able to pull it out they still played really well 
for the mo for the most part, obviously one bad game, no one's gonna sue the guy. Um, but yeah, this was I, I think about how most people expected it uh, to go. The Bills have been dominant. The Packers have been disappointing. Uh, but this is what four in a row for Aaron. I think it three might in a be. row. I mean, I think it loss might be. was yeah, uh, which is not. I think it's four because they, they had they three upsets. Three one. They yeah. had they've had three upsets in a row. This wasn't yeah. an upset. Not great. Uh, moving on to the other big spread that we were split on. There were three big spreads this week. Uh, we tied one. David won one. I won one. The Bears Cowboys. Cowboys were nine and a half point favorites. David, what did you say about big spreads? I hate them, man. Uh, and the Cowboys, in case me. you didn't know, came out with a win, forty nine to twenty nine. Yeah, they won by twenty. Uh, yeah. Uh, where do you want to even begin? Big, big, big game for Tony Pollard. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, he played all right. I mean, 14 yeah. carries, 131 yards, three touchdowns. Yeah. 9.4 yards per carry. That is... That's a first down a carry, That's basically. nutty. Yeah. That is insane. Yeah. Yeah, man. Tony Pollard had a great game. Dak Prescott had a really good game. Uh, CeeDee Lamb out here with a really good game. Uh, this was just a great, great, great game all around for the Dallas Cowboys. The defense played pretty well. Obviously, 29 points put up, but uh, Justin Fields actually played pretty well, too. But Dallas looked phenomenal in this game, uh, trying to come out and say, hey, we know the Eagles are in our division, but guess what? We're not the NFC least anymore. We're here, too, and we're not going away easily. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Uh Pollard had a big game, but Khalil Herbert for Chicago also had a big game. It was it was the second string running backs game. Yeah, it was. that game. Uh, Justin Fields also showing some had a really good game. That's the thing about Justin Fields is he will either look fantastic or terrible. Which, in his defense, uh, so far in his career has not had anything. Yeah, and so I think. It's not super fair to judge him off the bad. I think we need to focus more on the good. Because the fact that he's yes. able to do what he's doing, like in this game, 17 to 23, 150 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Um, that's a really good game. It is, it is. But here's my here's my thing though. Here's and he's doing thing. that with nobody. He is doing that with nobody. But here's my thing though. Here's my thing though. He will play like this against the Cowboys. And then he will go and play against the Texans and just have a terrible showing. But again, I think it's that just, it's, is, it feels like it should be reversed. I, it feels like he himself, like I'm not talking about his weapons because I, his weapons certainly didn't make that game happen for him. I agree. It just, you would expect those games to happen against weaker teams, not the Cowboys. I agree. But here's what I'm saying. Is if I, if you and I get in a fight. That's aggressive. And you have a gun. Okay. And I just come at you with my fists. Okay. Odds are I'm going to lose. Probably. But if somehow you miss the first shot and I get a good shot on the chin, I'm, I've come out winning that fight. Yeah. Right? Also, I shouldn't have, but I did. Can we talk about how crazy it is, real quick? How buzzing we are about an offense that lost by 20 points. I mean, yeah. But they put up 29 points, they which did. is pretty they good. Did. But what I'm saying is, um, Justin Fields, all he's using is his fist. Yeah. And he's in an NFL where everyone's got guns. Yeah. I mean, and the second... With, with no weapons to use, nothing to defend himself... I think we should focus more on the times he's able to somehow dodge and get a good shot in Oh yeah. than no, I'm not, the fact that he's losing a gunfight with nothing but his fists. I'm not trying to dog on Justin Fields at all. I like Justin Fields. I want Justin Fields to succeed. It just It's just very confusing. Yeah. No, I mean, I get it. I get it. Uh, but before we transition into a new game, I have something very spicy to say. Okay. Michael Gallup. Okay. On the Cowboys. Okay. Is the new Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, you're going to have to explain. I can elaborate. I can elaborate. So, okay, Juju gets drafted by the Steelers, has a tremendous first two seasons, okay. playing opposite Antonio Brown. Okay. Antonio Brown leaves. What happens to that production? Goes down. It tanks. 
Yeah, because he not, starts he's not, getting he's not, doubled. He's not bad, but yeah. he's not as good as we thought. Yeah, because well, no, I mm, I disagree. Because look what he's doing in Kansas City. I disagree. Okay, let me rephrase that. He's not bad, but he's not a clear cut number one guy. He's a committee guy. I think he's a one A one B guy. Everybody, I agree. I agree. But I think when he was in Pittsburgh his first two years, defenses were solely focused on Antonio Brown. Yeah. And Juju was allowed to exploit that. Yeah. And so when AJ left, he was alone. And so defenses could no longer. You mean AB? AB, yeah, yeah, yeah. When AB left, defenses no longer put their focus on AB. They put it on Juju, which then we see Chase Claypool explode. Right? Mm. And so I think that is the. So, like, look again, look at what he's doing in Kansas City. It took him a while to get adjusted, but the last few games, he's been playing great. Oh, he great has. Great football. He has, but. Anyway, continue your metaphor. I, I just don't want you to slander. I'm not trying Juju. to slander. I love Juju. I love Juju too, but I think part I have of his three in my fantasy. League. I think part of his resurgence is directly tied to playing with Patrick Mahomes. I mean, that's definitely fair. I'm just saying, like you know, we saw the Cowboys ship off Amari Cooper uh, to roll with C.D. Lamb and Michael Gallup. I'm just saying, maybe they traded the wrong guy. Maybe they should have traded Gallup and kept Cooper. I, I don't think you could have got as much for Gallup as Cooper, though. You couldn't have, you, or you wouldn't have, most likely. Uh, and your your salary bill would be higher. But here's the thing. You're not getting the production that Amari Cooper is having from Gallup. And here's the thing about Amari Cooper. He's doing that in a strong division with no quarterback throwing him the ball and no help at wide receivers. He's getting all the attention. On the receiving end. Yeah, I mean, I get what you're I'm saying. Just saying. I'm just saying, imagine what could be. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Imagine what could be if you had Devontae Adams and Amari Cooper still in Vegas. Like, you can imagine what could be all day long. Yeah. Uh, but I think Michael Gallup didn't play bad this game. Four catches for 49 yards is pretty good. I mean, um, he just hasn't had a number one game. I agree. I, 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 I mean, I get it. I do agree. But when you got a guy like C.D. Lamb, he's going to be your main focus. And when you have a running back averaging 10 freaking yards a carry, odds are you're not going to go to your second string wide receiver all that often. Yeah. I'm just I'm just the whole season. I get what you're you saying. Know? I do get what you're saying. It's yeah. just like, dang. Yeah. I get it. Uh, so, moving on. We got two more games to talk about that we're gonna hit. Uh, you want to go with the Giants, Seahawks, or Dolphins, Lions? Oh man, uh, both of those did not go my way. Uh, I don't know. What do you want to do? Let's go. Um, let's go, Giants, Seahawks. Okay, that was a game that we both got wrong. This was a disappointing game. Yeah, dude. I mean, we knew it was gonna be really Seattle's offense versus New York's defense. But I was kind of hoping for just more offense all around. And, like, that sounds crazy because there were 40 points scored in this game. But Seattle and New York had really good run games coming into this game, and the run game wasn't existent at all. I mean, Saquon Barkley had 50 yards on 20 carries and a touchdown, and Kenneth Walker had 51 yards on 18 carries and a touchdown. Like, they both got their – they both, quote-unquote, ate. But it wasn't the games that we had been seeing around the week, around the week, around the league this week, or games that we've seen from them consistently in the past. Granted, yeah. last week was Kenneth Walker's first start, but when he wasn't, he was lights out. I will say this: I said it was a disappointing game. Disappointing because I lost the the not bet, wasn't a bet, but I, my prediction was incorrect, right? But I really like the Seahawks. I love a good underdog team and a team that was supposed to be terrible without their star quarterback is playing absolutely out of his mind. And I am here for the 70-year-old career backup to be playing out of his mind and like probably the best quarterback in football right now in Geno Smith. 23 of 34, 212 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. 
Um, phenomenal. And he has found favor with Tyler Lockett. Five catches, 63 yards, and a touchdown. DK Metcalf coming back, six catches, 55 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, this team, obviously you want to see more from Kenneth Walker, but like you said, just the second start. Well, other than that, this team looked good. Serious question. Against a good defense, yes. Serious question. Can this team make a run? I don't... It it seems... No. Because here's the deal. Okay. I don't think this team can make a run. Okay. Um, Because we've seen this team barely beat a Detroit Lions team. Right? Uh, and the, the, the big wins that this team does have, now that we're seven weeks into the season... We know that those teams that they beat, not super great. Are we eight weeks in? Yeah, this was week eight. Oh, golly. Football season um, comes and goes, man. man. What do you know? Eight weeks into the season, um, we know that these teams that Seattle has beat have not been great. So do I think they can make a run to the playoffs? Absolutely. Do I think they can make it even a run to win their division? Absolutely. Um, actually, honestly, at this point, eight weeks in, I might favor them to win this division. Uh, but eventually in the postseason, when it's win or go home, they're going to come up against the Philadelphia team. They're going to come up against the Dallas team. They're going to come up against the Vikings team. They're going to come up against a really, really good team. And while what we have seen has been awesome, it's been against bad opponents. So I don't know that I am willing to say this team is going to make a run. Okay. More needs to be seen. Yeah. I, I want to see him face real good quality opponents. Because we, I mean, like, Jared Goff can cook sometimes, but you gave up 40 points to the Lions. I mean, what said. I mean, hey, uh, speaking of giving up a lot of points to the Lions, uh, the Vi- or not the Vikings, what? The Dolphins gave up a lot of points in the first half and then not a single one in the second half. Yeah. Uh, Dolphins went into half losing 27-17. They ended up winning 31-27. They were a three and a half point favorite. So that was another little... Barely edging it out right there. I'm just, just, you know... Barely edging out that spread. Listen, listen, if it's a dub, it's a dub. It's a dub. No, that's how I feel about the Packers spread, you know? (laughs) Uh, Let me tell you something. That Miami offense is scary. Yeah. Uh, Tua, 29 of 36 for 382 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, You want to talk about a team that's really just missing a rushing attack? It's Miami. But, I mean, Raheem Mostert didn't play poorly. 14 carries, 64 yards, four and a half yards per carry. It's not a bad game. It's not. The problem is is that there's a different starting running back every game. Yeah. Yeah. That's the problem. But, I mean, you don't need a consistent starting running back when you have Tyree Kill getting you 188 yards and Jalen Waddle getting you another 100 yards Three, every week. Or 296 yards. Between two receivers. 94 yards. Between two receivers. Yep. That is insane. Yep. Uh, what is... what? Just... What? Yeah, you know? Um, and Tua... Man, 29 of 36... Oh, you already read those. Uh, Tua... Just looked so freaking good, man. Yeah. I mean, incredible. This Dolphins team, especially in the second half, looked really, really good. I'm a big fan. And the Lions didn't look bad. I mean, obviously in the second half, not being able to finish, we saw Jared Goff a couple of bad throws there in the second half. But statistically, uh, not a bad, you know, not a bad game out of Detroit. 27 of 37 for 321 and a touchdown for Goff. Uh, Jamal Williams had 10 carries, 10 carries for 53 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, TJ Hawkinson had three catches for 80 yards. Amon Ross St. Brown, seven catches for 69 nice yards. Um, really, I think the biggest issue with this Detroit team is they have a historically bad defense. Yeah. Offensively, they're putting guys up. They're putting up numbers. They're not playing poorly. They're putting up points. I also think I think we're starting to see a little bit of the problems that kind of plagued them a little bit last season, where yeah. they just couldn't finish games. Yeah, they gotta. They really gotta tighten that down and figure out. They gotta do better, man. They gotta do better. They gotta put points on the board, man. Defense has to stop people, man. 
I don't know if I should encourage this or just squish it right now. It's probably a deeper voice. We gotta do better, man. Let's get dangerously caffeinated. I just, I can't believe it. We have to win this game, man. Did you see that press conference where he was like, man, if we don't win this game this week, I mean, we gotta win this game, man. But anyway, listen. I get what you're saying. Let Detroit Lions, if you're listening to this, win, please, for your this this people of Detroit. Do it for Dan. Do, I was going to end on Dan. Oh, do it for us who were so excited for you guys coming into this season, even more excited following the first two games and before David blew out my fire that I was building. Do it for Dan Campbell. We all love MCDC. Yeah. Please don't make, don't let this man get fired. I agree, man. I I really think. Although, look at all their games. I mean, as a Colts fan, speaking on no, I don't want you, Dan Campbell. Why don't you want Dan Campbell? I I would love him as a coordinator. Wow, you don't trust the process with Dan Campbell? <laughs> I love his energy. Wow, I would love him as a coordinator. I am shooketh. The city of Detroit is shooketh. Do you just make it your intention to trigger one city every podcast? No. Uh, but here's the thing. You guys are fed up with Mike Tomlin. No, we're you not. guys fire Mike Tomlin. We're not fed up with Mike And Tomlin. we'll fire Frank. Let me tell you and something. And we'll hire Mike. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. If the Steelers fire Mike Tomlin, we don't have to worry about being good for a while. I mean, that's fair. I'm just saying. That's fair. Yeah. But... Let's just trade head coaches. They're let's, both still on contracts, right? That's been that's been done. That has that's been happened. Done. That has let's just done. Jim get uh, on the phone with the Rooney family. Let's just make it happen. Washington before trying to or before hiring Ron Rivera tried to trade for Mike Tomlin. In oh. fact, huh. but uh, trade is kind of a similar word to trend. <laughs> really reaching there for that transition, buddy. Uh, tr- we got to get to the transitions before we get to the transactions. I like it. Thank you. Uh, yes, it is a similar word to trend. Uh, and we got some fantasy trends going up. So we got a couple players who are trending up, a couple players who are trending down, and why all of those things are happening. Um, what, what do you want to start with? The negative or the positive? I like to start with the negative. I agree. I agree. So, trending down, uh, number one, Wandale Robinson. Now, if you didn't know, uh, Kadarius Tony was shipped out, but even before Kadarius Tony was shipped out of New York, uh, they were talking about him being shipped out. He wasn't playing well, if he even was playing. Uh, and so a lot of people picked up Wandale Robinson because he's supposed to be, he's supposed to be the guy in place of, um, what's his face? Kadarius Tony. And he's not been. Uh, not played well. A lot of folks have been dropping him recently. Yeah, the Giants uh, have really had a hard time finding a wide receiver. Yeah, and we went over Daniel Jones' stats earlier. They weren't exactly great. Um, no, we didn't go over that. We didn't go over that game. Did we go over that game? Which game? Oh, yeah, the Giants game. Yeah, yeah. so we went over Daniel Jones' stats. Uh, not great. He only had 176 yards, so if your quarterback's not throwing the ball well, your receiver is obviously not going to be catching it well. Uh, and so... Wandale Robinson trending down. Next on trending down is Indianapolis's defense. Uh, here's the thing about Indy's defense. It should be good. It should be good. Uh, obviously, we lost our DC last year to the Bears head coaching job, which doesn't look like it's going super well for him. Come on back, Daddy Matty. Uh, we need you over here. But uh, our defense has not looked good this year. We've given up a lot of points to some pretty bad teams. And a big, big, big issue has been giving up points late. But that's beside the point. Um, Indianapolis' defense is trending down after, obviously, a pretty bad start to the season and then just not playing good defensive football uh, so far this season. Coming in at number three is, speaking of Wondell Robinson, the guy who throws him the football, Daniel Jones. Uh Daniel Jones has been very much the definition of serviceable this season. Uh, not bad. Not the worst quarterback you can start in fantasy. Not the best quarterback you can start in fantasy. But not bad. But the last couple weeks has kind of been trending into a bad direction. And then this week, didn't have any turnovers. Also didn't have any touchdowns. Only completed 17 passes. 
only for 176 yards. Didn't use his legs as much as we would like him to. So Daniel Jones is also on the trending down list. A lot of folks dropping him in a lot of leagues. Coming in at number four is Van Jefferson. And uh, this seems to happen every year. People pick up Van. They want him to be good. Think he's going to be good. And then he's not. Let me tell you something about Van Jefferson. Tell me. I have had him on my Dynasty League roster <laughs> since he was drafted. It'll be next year, bro. It'll be next year, bro. It'll be next year, bro. And I'm I'm just like, dude, I'm so tired. I'm so tired of this. Let me tell you what's going to happen. You're finally going to get fed up. You're going to trade him for like an eighth round pick. And then he's going to just ball And he's going to pop out. off. He's going to finish a top ten wide receiver. I'm t- Listen. I'm, I can't trade him. I for can't. the sake of the Rams season, please trade Van Jefferson. No. My dynasty team sucks. And it's not going to get any better. It trade Van. Okay, 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 okay. Listen. If I wait for him to pop off. That would make my team better. I could get more for him. I mean, fair. Evan, give me your second round pick for Van Jefferson, and we got a deal. But listen, uh, Van Jefferson is not good. I mean, he's only played in one game this season. He had no targets, no catches. He could be good. Uh, Van Jefferson has not played well, and so people it's only been three seasons. Who, bro. Similar to Thomas, picked him up with the high hopes are finally getting rid of him. After he first came back from injury, first game, and didn't get a single look. So, you know, sometimes it takes some bye time bye to kind of just cycle someone back in. Um, I mean, fair enough. Fair enough. You know, I'm just saying. And then this last one doesn't make sense to me. Now, the website I get this off of just tells me it uh, goes over a variety of apps, ESPN, Yahoo, uh, Sleeper, stuff like that. And it tells you the amount of drops and the amount of ads that this person has had over the last week. Okay. Uh, so it's really cool. You can look at trends ag- across all fantasy leagues, not just Sleeper, not just ESPN, but across all of the major fantasy leagues. Uh, and most of them, you can figure out why. All of these, all I heard was they were getting dropped. And I told you why I believe they're getting dropped. This one doesn't make sense. Graham Gano was dropped 14,000 times this week. Wow, that's a very passionate opinion about a non-Chicago Bears kicker. Is this man hurt? Is Graham Gano injured? Because on the season, he is 100% on extra points and 89% on field goals. Why are we dropping Graham Gano? Now, he might be hurt. I don't know. He might be hurt. (laughs) I might have missed it. He might be hurt. I might have missed it. I genuinely have no idea. But Graham Gano is number five. Been dropped 14 thousand times this year or this week in fantasy football i guess we missed the candy gram telling us to drop gram good <laughs> oh my gosh was that a, was that a kick in the uh nads uh speaking of kickers on the other end trending up i'm gonna kick you right in the butt if you keep doing this because harrison butker is uh is trending up this season uh, he's only played in four games, but he's perfect on extra points so far in the season. Uh, and he started off not great on field goals, but every single week he has gotten better. He had 0%. He missed the only one he attempted in his first game back. Uh, he was two out of three in his next game back, and then he was perfect in the last game. And so uh, every week he's gotten better since he's come back from injury. Uh, and so a lot of people are picking him up. But, uh, yeah. Harrison Butker, the first one in the trending up. Next is the Kansas City defense. Now, this defense last year was real, real bad. And then suddenly, towards the end of the season, real, real good. Last This year, obviously, lost a lot of pieces. Not a lot of pieces, but some big pieces. Also they had a good added, draft on the defensive side. Also added a couple pieces. Good draft. A couple of young guys that Trent McDuffie have is made a really some, exciting cornerback. There's a young kid named Watson too who's been playing really well in in place of an injured starter. Uh, but Kansas City's defense in the last five games has only averaged 24.8 games or points per game, which is not bad, uh, especially in today's pass happy offense. So Kansas City's defense. Trending in the right direction as far as fantasy owners are concerned. Love to see it if you own the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, we just finished up week eight. 
we're going into week nine, which means we're only three weeks away from week 12. So people are already picking up Deshaun Watson because they don't want to miss know, out. If I'm being honest, I'm that surprised that it hasn't happened earlier. Yeah. Fantasy players can be really frugal. Yeah. Like a lot of people in their 10th round of their drafts were picking up Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Um, but he's trending up. He was added like somewhere like 12,000 times this week or something like that. Yeah. And I don't think there's really much that needs to be said. I mean, yeah. Duh. I mean, you know, <laughs> I don't know that I'd pick him up because he hasn't played football in two and a half years. And who knows if it's going to be any good. Hopefully, I mean, he won't be. Depending on your quarterback situation, though, he's worth a flyer. I I hope he throws 17 interceptions in the five games he plays. As a person, can't stand him. Uh, but, I mean, he is a good football player. Used to be. Plays. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, then there's a number four wide receiver out of Los Angeles named Joshua Palmer. Statistically, not done great this year. But... Uh, he had a pretty good game on Sunday, and after the game, Austin Eckler said uh, something about all fantasy owners need to be picking up Joshua Palmer. Trust him, trust him. He's the real deal. Well, you know, Pick up with Joshua Mike Palmer. Williams missing some time and Keenan Allen kind of struggling to get sorted back in, Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. But let me tell you something about Josh Palmer. Josh Palmer has hit the hype train a couple of times in the last two seasons, and it hasn't worked out. Well, he received a personal, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, endorsement. Endorsement. That is the word I was looking for. The per- a personal endorsement from Austin Eckler, the guy who's probably playing better than anybody uh, on that Chargers team right now. Uh, and so a lot of people have picked him up this week, and that is number four. And then number five, uh, a little bit surprising. Uh, makes sense after when you look at the numbers, but the Cincinnati Bengals defense. Now, Cincinnati obviously started off poorly. Very bad. They uh, lost to the Steelers. But offensively, they have been phenomenal the last seven games. Six or seven games. Six games. Uh, they have been absolutely phenomenal. And a lot of people have talked about it. Joe Burrow has played out of his mind this Sunday in particular. Holy moly, man's played out of his mind. But... You played uh, out of your mind. Because of how good the offense is doing, because of how good the team's been doing, a lot of people have been sleeping on this defense. In the last five games, this defense is only allowing 17.8 points per game. Is that good? That's pretty dang good. So I this... wouldn't know because that's more points than my team, of course. <laughs> so. But this defense playing really, really well, and that is the fifth trending up we got. So, uh, we did trends. Uh, let's get into transactions. You could have said trades. That, yeah, that I feel like we've been, we've done trends. Now let's get to trades. I feel like that would have. We've done trends. Now let's get the trades. There you go. Let's get this man on a commercial. Hey, <laughs> give us a commercial to record. Yes, for please you do. We'd love and to pay us money. Yeah, we, we eat a lot of Chipotle. Them. Chipotle, do you want to sponsor? They're not listening to us. They could be. Can we send them our podcast? <laughs> Can we just listen? I've never thought or heard of anyone doing that, but I don't. I don't see why you could. Let's just email like find Chipotle's email and put a link to all of our podcasts. Be like, would love a sponsor. Love your queso. Send listen, it off. listen. Uh, we get so many people that tune in. Uh, we don't source. Trust me, bro. <laughs> um, but uh, if you don't know, the trade deadline is. Tuesday, November 1st, today. Uh, so the trade deadline might be passed by the time you're listening to this, but if you're an early bird, here's the worm. That was good. Thank you. That was good. Thank you. Uh, a lot of names have been buzzed about. There's been buzz about being traded. The NFL is always one of those trade deadlines where there's a lot of hype and then it usually under delivers. But lately it's been different. Yeah. Uh, so let me tell you some of the names mentioned. I'm going to tell you the names that are very unlikely, though. First, get those out of the way. Chase Claypool from the Steelers. That name has been mentioned a lot, especially with the Packers. But Pittsburgh has said that the trade offer literally has to be better, too good for them to turn down. Uh, I don't see a team making an offer like that because that would be an overpay. Yeah, yeah. I I do think it'd be overpaying for Claypool, but Claypool's not done nothing. Why are you no. wanting to keep him around? Especially with this young guy, George Pickens. 
Get a second round and a, you know. That's that's what they want. They want a second round pick for him. I that's feel like that's cost. not overpaying for Claypool and his potential. Potential. Yes. But that's what, when you draft someone in the second round, all you're doing is drafting their potential. Yeah. And Claypool's uh, still there. Anyway. Pittsburgh has said that they're not in a rush to trade him. Yeah. Uh, Carolina has said that they're not in a rush to trade Brian Burns or DJ Moore. Uh, no, Carolina has said they are not trading Brian Burns. Yeah. So you can really disregard the buzz around those names. And then the Jets have also come out and said, hey, we're not trading Elijah Moore. He can suck it up, Buttercup. Fair enough. So now that we got those ga- those names out of the way, let's hit some of the one-year rental players. These are players with one year left on their contract with a lot of buzz. These are probably the players most likely to get traded due to their contract status. Fair. So we have Bradley Chubb from Denver. Name's been circulated around a couple times with the Raiders and the Rams. That would, He would look so good on the Rams, man. Yep. I think that would help their team out a lot. Uh, we got Kareem Hunt, whose name has been linked to the Bills and the Rams. Don't. Not the Bills. Not, um, not the Bills. While we're talking about the Bills and the Rams, both of these teams are also linked to another running back. Alvin Kamara. What? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Bills and the Rams are both super in on Christian McCaffrey. Uh, we're very disappointed that they weren't the winner. Yeah. It makes sense that you would transition to Alvin Kamara. Honestly, I actually love the Bills. I hope this happens. I hope they yeah. get one of them. Uh, the, I, I could see both of these players being traded and both of these teams making trades for either or. I I don't... I understand for Cleveland. Kareem Hunt's your backup. Mm-hmm. You, Nick Chubb's playing out of his mind this season. Mm-hmm. Why in the world would you get rid of your best source of offense if you're New Orleans? Pro, they, I, I'm assuming they just want to do that hard reset. Good yeah, asset management. I mean, management. that's fair. That's fair. Uh, but moving back, Alvin Kamara is not a rental player. Alvin Kamara has more than just this season on his uh, contract. But David Montgomery from the Bears is linked with the Rams mm. and the Broncos and is on an expiring deal this year. Don't do that to my boy Justin. Uh, well, I mean, with the emergent, Khalil Herbert's been great. I mean, yeah, but take away another weapon? Ah, Yeah. Yeah, no, that's you hate to see it, but I don't know what. I the guess right it does decision. make sense with yeah. the coming out of Khalil Herbert. Yeah, uh, Jesse Bates from the Bengals has been a name floated around, mentioned with the Cowboys. I'm gonna be real honest. I don't know who that is. Free safety Jesse Bates, number thirty, probably one of the better free safeties in the league. Uh, so. Was a big storyline going in the training camp as he was holding out. Ended up signing the franchise. Oh, tender. I do remember this. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, and then the Aaron Payne from Washington is linked heavily with the Raiders. He's a defensive tackle. That Washington front seven, they can't keep everyone. Yeah. Uh, and then lastly for the rentals, we have Nelson Aguilar, who probably will go, if he is traded, will probably be traded to be a supplemental yeah. weapon. Uh, some of the other names that really stand out are uh, Jerry Judy. Yeah. Jerry Judy has been linked heavily with the Packers. That would be great for the Packers. Uh, the Jags. The Jags, Josh Allen, the defensive end, Josh Allen, not the quarterback. He is linked really? with the Rams and the Bucks. Man, the Rams are really trying to get some defense. Yep. Good. Uh, Brandon Cooks linked with the Packers. Kenny Galladay linked with the Bears. And Cam Akers linked with the Broncos and the Falcons. Wow. Yeah, so uh, it's it's shaping up to possibly be a pretty, uh, pretty fun trade deadline yeah for sure i the the key things there for me uh buffalo looking for a running back which would if they get a good running back no they're never going to lose another game of football yeah. ever especially ever. especially with the names that they're being yeah talked about yeah because i mean i mean kareem hunt is a backup and is a top 15 running back in the nfl yeah like alvin kamara is and alvin kamara would be stupid on that bills team yeah so yeah that would be crazy the rams one of their biggest issues, obviously they've had offensive struggles, but defensively have not been playing great either. Them wanting to to, to add to that defense I think would be huge. Uh, and then the Packers trying to get a wide receiver. It makes sense. That yeah. has been their unequivocally biggest fault this season is their 
Um, you know, sometimes dodgy defensive play, but then mostly their complete lack of a competent wide receiver. Um, man, I, I'm i excited for 4 let o'clock me, tomorrow and the things me, that are going to happen in between. If I was a, if I was to predict yeah. what players I think are going to get traded, Bradley Chubb, Kareem Hunt, David Montgomery, and De'Aaron Payne. Those are the those are the players. Why would you trade Bradley Chubb? Your defense is playing so well this year. Uh, because he's he, probably not going to stay. Yeah, and his contract's up after this season. Yeah, that so makes sense. I think those are the potential trades. That makes sense. I, I could see William Jackson, cornerback for Washington, and Cam Akers getting traded, but I think those first names, those are the ones that I'm putting my money on. I don't know, man. Cam Akers has to get traded, right? Uh, so a report came out today that LA would like to trade Cam Akers. The plan is to trade Cam Akers, but they said that they're not going to trade someone just for the sake of trading him. And if they're not able to get something ironed out, they are going to use him. So I don't know, man. I would a lot. Ah. There's, there's been a lot of conflicting reports. I yeah. think it. I think it really depends on if they're able to get a deal done for Kareem Hunt or Alvin Kamara, and either of those teams want Cam Akers back. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, yeah, exciting stuff, man. A lot going on in the world of the National Football League. You look like you have something else to say. I have a great outro. Do it. Listen, if you're one of the players we just mentioned, and for some reason you're listening to this podcast, uh, I don't know where you're going. You probably <laughs> don't know where you're going. You could be staying. But regardless, we're here for you, and we love you. Yeah, and, we do. And you can come on the show anytime you want. Anytime. Anytime. It would be irresponsible. Irresponsible. For you to not promote your brand on our show. Yeah, and I mean, it would get a lot of promotion. It, it would. So We get so many viewers. Source, trust me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but regardless, wherever you're going. Whoever you're going there with. Whatever you're doing there. Whatever it smells like. Hopefully good. Hopefully. You, man. Unless you're in Ohio. No, probably not, yeah. I don't know about you, but but we're we're just just here so we don't get fined. fined.